Coming up on Mayo Clinic Q&A. Cervical cancer is one of many health outcomes that disproportionately affects women based on racial and ethnic backgrounds. The incidence of cervical cancer is greater in black and Hispanic women compared to white women. Today we'll examine these disparities and learn the steps that all women can take to prevent and treat cervical cancer. To help them get the best care, establishing care with a gynecologic provider or a primary care provider that you trust is very important because if you're able to dialogue with somebody that you trust, you feel more comfortable sharing things that can help prevent you from getting certain conditions and they can help you navigate the system better. Welcome everyone to the Mayo Clinic Q&A podcast. I'm Dee Dee Steepen, sitting in for Dr. Helena Kazalka. While the rate of cervical cancer has been declining for decades in the United States, health disparities persist. According to the American Cancer Society, Hispanic women have the highest incidence rate of cervical cancer, followed by non-Hispanic Black women. And Black women are more likely to die from the disease than women of any other race or ethnicity. Here to help us understand disparities in cervical cancer is Mayo Clinic Women's Health Provider and urogynecologic surgeon, Dr. Olivia Cardenas-Trowers. Welcome to the program. Great to have you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Why are non-Hispanic Black women more likely to be diagnosed with cervical cancer than non-Hispanic white women? That's a great question, and I think the best way to answer that is to remind people of a couple of things. First of all, that race is a social construct, so there really isn't a genetic difference that is causing Black women to unfortunately die at higher rates of cervical cancer. It really has to do more with historical background with things like racism and now systemic racism, these disparities that started way back when and that have infil infiltrated the healthcare system and have um, affected these women's access to resources and therefore um, some of the healthcare that they need. And this trickles down into poor, poor outcomes essentially. Black women are more likely to die from cervical cancer than women of any other races or ethnicities. Why is that? So because of systemic factors like systemic racism and disparities, these, this affects various things from uh, these women's access to healthcare systems in general, things that you might not even think of like transportation, health literacy, even trust in their provider because of um, injustices that have happened in the past. So because of these things, as you can imagine, it affects, it affects their healthcare. They may not undergo the typical screening that could catch a, a ab abnormality earlier. And then therefore these cancers may be um, diagnosed at later stages. And of course, if that happens, then the likelihood of mortality is higher. Um, also, they may have um, problems getting access to treatment. They may not have the finances to be able to undergo surgery or chemo radiation. So all of these can factor into the increased mortality in, in Black women. What can Black women do to reduce their risk of cervical cancer? That's a good question. Um, I think there's two ways to kind of approach this question. One is what can we do to decrease um, Black women's risk of dying from cervical cancer? So again, trying to address the factors that we know lead to poor outcomes, the systemic racism, the disparities, again, access. So addressing those barriers. And then from the cervical 
then from the patient standpoint, once they're in the system, you know, uh, having let essentially, um, once they're in the system, supporting them, making sure that they have um, access to treatment, the resources they need, the support, so that they can do uh, routine screening, so that they have access to their results. If any follow-up or intervention is needed, being able to provide that for them, or at least you know, having some type of support for them. So uh, what are the signs and symptoms of cervical cancer? Sure. So uh, for early cervical cancer, there actually really aren't any symptoms. Um, it's not really until later stages where you may see vaginal bleeding, whether that's um, abnormal. So you're, if you're still menstruating and it seemed a little bit heavier or you're menopausal and then you start bleeding again or have bleeding after um, or pain after intercourse or pelvic pain, heavy discharge. Those are some of the more common symptoms of later stage cervical cancer. Can you talk about um, how cervical cancer is diagnosed? Sure, so cervical, di uh, cervical cancer is diagnosed by tissue sampling. So that's typically a biopsy. However, pap smear screening um, can pick up the abnormal, abnormal cells that can lead to a diagnosis. And so um, if diagnosed with cervical cancer, what is it um, that black women can do to ensure that they get the best possible treatment and care? So um, in addition to supporting these women um, to help them get the best care, uh, hopefully they're with a provider that they trust uh, and essentially working, working with the provider, expressing their preferences, their concerns, and hopefully that provider listens and also is able to address those concerns so that the patient can navigate the system as efficiently um, and thoroughly as possible so that she gets the best care. What would you say if you had to say the most important or one of the most important things uh, that black women need to know to protect themselves from cervical cancer? So I think uh, everyone should know and including black women is that HPV or human papillomavirus is the leading cause of cervical cancer. And that's important because one, there is a vaccine that can be given as early as nine years old and up to 45 years old. So even if you've had HPV, HPV before, you can still undergo this vaccine if you're between those ages. And it's also available for men, which is good. So um, protecting yourself by getting the vaccine and then um, getting routine pap smears, because like I said earlier, you know, unfortunately, when you're having the symptoms of cervical cancer, it's usually at an advanced stage. So if we can catch it with just a screening exam, uh, obviously outcomes would be so much better. So those are my two big things that I would stress, get the vaccine and then do routine screening. Both really important things to know. Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to add? Uh, you know, establishing care with the gynecologic provider or a primary care provider that you trust is very important because if you're able to dialogue with somebody that you trust, they'll be able to help you. The, you know, you'll feel more comfortable sharing things that can help prevent you from getting certain conditions and they can help you navigate the system better. Very good, good information. Our thanks to Mayo Clinic Women's Health Provider and Urogynecologic Surgeon, Dr. Olivia Cardenas-Trowers for joining us today to discuss disparities and cervical cancer. Thanks so much. Thank you.
Mayo Clinic Q&A is a production of the Mayo Clinic News Network and is available wherever you get and subscribe to your favorite podcasts. To see a list of all Mayo Clinic podcasts, visit newsnetwork.mayoclinic.org. Then click on podcasts. Thanks for listening and be well. We hope you'll offer a review of this and other episodes when the option is available. Comments and questions can also be sent to Mayo Clinic News Network at mayo.edu.